0: Hey, welcome back to Prolific. Did you know that there are two places in the world where you have to give your landlord 12 months of rent up front before moving in? This is law in both Dubai and Lagos. Switching gear this week, I'm bringing you a special interview that I recorded during my travels to Nigeria. I spoke with Tola Desami, founder and CEO of Split, a property management startup based in Lagos with aims to go global. Split is a company that I am an angel investor in, but regardless of my affiliation, hearing the way that Toller computes makes this episode a gem. Split was launched to tackle the problem that renters have, having to pay landlords 12 months of rent up front before being able to become a tenant. Split connects tenants to landlords, allows renters to view properties and provides credit for potential renters. In this episode, Toller takes us through his entrepreneurial journey, including some of the issues with the current real estate landscape in Nigeria and globally, and what his team plan on doing to fix this. Toll and his team have just extended their seed round, and are inviting angel investors willing to write checks of 25k and up. I've left Toll's information in the show notes, uh, so that you can make contact below. I hope you enjoy this episode, and as always tweet me at ketenge underscore me, with what stuck out to you. Cool, that's enough from me, let's jump right into the conversation. Uh, we had a little brief catch up outside. So Mr. Toller, how are you feeling? I'm
1: good. Um thank you for having me on on the podcast. Absolutely. Um, yeah.
0: Absolutely. Um so it's weird. I don't I don't there's a way to have conversations which are easy, yes. which is you start from like the beginning and then you go. I think I'm a little bit weird in the sense of I like to start with what's most interesting. Yeah. So um you retweeted something at the end of October, which I thought was very interesting. And the quote goes something like, entrepreneurship is a art that requires a lot of science, but it produces philosophical thinkers, something like that. Uh, Why do you retweet that? Tell me more.
1: Um, Entrepreneurship is an art in in the sense that you don't know the end from the beginning, right? Um, In science, you know, Something and the combination of two things equals something. Yep. It's clear. Um, with arts, you, you determine that on the journey, yes. right? You paint that, or you know, you sing that, and, and you never know how it's going to turn out, right? However, the science, well, in my own case, would be there's technology, right? Yes. Um, and technology, if you're writing code, zeros and ones mean something, and there's an output. Right, so in as much as you're painting this brush, and but you're also writing code, right? Um, and you're you painting the brush so that the code, you know, fits into this dream that you have, right? Um, and then at the end of it, you know, the combination of both sort of brings this person that um, a lot of people go to, go to try to get a masters for, mm-hmm. but like the best master program is life yeah. It's actually building and taking the risk to to execute on things right yeah. Yeah. Um, so he- hence the philosoph- philosophical thinker yes um but yeah that, that's that's how i would define how my you know i agreed with that statement
0: and your approach it's very poetic um in terms of not necessarily the pursuit of entrepreneurship, or I had, a, I was, when I was building my first startup, I was interviewing someone to come and join the organization. And she was like, what is your wildest belief? And at the time it was that everyone should be an entrepreneur. Yeah. Having taken the journey myself, everyone shouldn't be an entrepreneur.
1: Clear. But
0: I think the spirit of entrepreneurship is like embodied in that quote, yeah. in terms of you taking a chance on yourself and you're hopefully building something like a split, which we'll come to, which is um, impactful. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, take me back to 2018. You are, you've dropped a video. You've probably pre 2018, you're working in product mm-hmm. at t- a few different companies. Um, what was it first of all, from what where you were working? So I think you worked in the rental space a little bit. No, was so
1: um, great. My, my career is very interesting because I worked in I, I I tried to pursue a career in aviation okay I went to flying school and all of that okay and then I sort of switched careers into products. right well in the bank first built built USSD products then moved to finTech proper right uh, um, so on one side I, I was I was working in-house yes. the other side we we're working for vendors who were mostly banks uh-huh. Um and FIs, financial institutions. And then I went out on my own. So I, ha- I actually had a start, I was actually part of a start prior to split, right? And, but that failed okay. for multiple reasons. Um, we actually even raised capital, um, but that failed for
0: multiple reasons. So Tell, tell me more about that one and we'll, we'll carry Yeah. Uh, so
1: we were building an AI. We we had one IBM's um, um, hackathon. Okay. So we had like free. they gave us, US dollars, and th- then we had like free access to um, IBM's bots and their cloud. So we had like cloud space, right. what's now popular for with AWS and yes. you know giving f- startups free stuff. We had that with IBM then,
0: so you could build. Yeah, top, so we could yeah. build on top of that.
1: Yeah. But most importantly, they wanted more data for their bots, right? Okay. Um, so we built a financial chat bot. Um, so we had to build like our own like native chatbots because right. WhatsApp then wasn't, you know, allowing people consume APIs or anything like that. So we built our own chatbot, and it, it could, you could make payments. Okay. You could do transfers. You could do all like all your financial things via chat. So it's like, hey, Kira, wow. and you're chatting your way through a transaction, wow. right? Uh, I remember our launch. The current governor of Lagos state was actually there. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, we launched this thing in, in at the time, in 2017, in conjunction with Flutterwave. Right. Um, Flutterwave 2 was, like, earlier, right? Okay. Um, so, we did this thing, launched it, but, like, for multiple reasons. One, timing is always important, right? Um, AI wasn't, was too early AI, right? Mm-hmm. AI is just popping, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think these things are in cycles, right? until um, two we got our customer acquisition model quite wrong or we were naive about it you're spending
0: too much so quiet no, no
1: we were just we we're giving it out okay right and then some of the banks replicated it right know, um it was just like okay some of those banks with our underlying um AI right we're just replicating like the front oh, end,
0: and they already um, have a whole customer base yeah.
1: so I mean, we sh- probably should have stuck B2B as opposed to like trying to have our own B2C we mm-hmm. should have just had like infrastructure well, done the infrastructure play as opposed to having our own bots right okay. like people had to download yes. and stuff
0: um, but yeah yeah interesting uh, we'll yeah. go back it's interesting as well because um, speaking to a lot of African based founders it, I think It's interesting that you mentioned the infrastructure Mm -hmm. and the last person that I had on this podcast, we were talking a lot about uh, digital infrastructure and um, I watched a talk with Strive Masiwa. Um, He was talking to James Manieka, uh, SVP at Google, and they were talking about AI and the importance of having an infrastructure to build on. So it's quite interesting that you mentioned that we probably should have gone that level before doing the consumer. So you were saying you basically went into product, you moved from, Pro, well, you were, you moved to product from engineering. Aviation. I aviation. Think. Yeah. And now you've si- you sort of started to work with sort of different financial products. Mm-hmm. Um, where does Split come into this? Um,
1: great question. So if if we go into like my family, my, my grandfather is sort of is what I would call real estate royalty. Right? Yes. Um, he was the first managing director of the first mortgage bank in Nigeria wow. and then the Building Society. He was the inaugural like CEO of Nigerian Building Society. Right? Okay. So like and what you typically would call a government residential area, GRE. Right. That was my grandfather's project. Like that okay. was it, that was the thing. It exists still today. Wow. Um so real estate I would say is something that comes natural to me because I just saw my uncles, my my grandfather mm. work in real estate, so mm. understand what these transactions look mm. like. Um, but I had a friend who's actually the whose splits I, the idea of splits was from right? mm. yeah um my co-founder one of my co-founders um he he had moved back he'd done this tour across Africa and he was living in the u k mm. and he moved back here and you know he was doing he's the lawyer and, mo- and mostly like lawyers out here sort of have this decided so they go into real estate or like they do law, okay. you know, um, and he was just—he was—he's very interested in real estate, still does. Okay, and he, he he was couch surfing, right? Right. Because he just didn't like understand why he had to pay like two years' rent in advance, right? Mm-hmm. It just didn't make sense to him. He's coming from an economy where he was paying rent month on month. Yes. Um, so he had this idea, and he talked to me about it consistently. Right. Um. He had also done, like, some real estate transactions with my grandfather's family. Okay. Um, of, like, the family office. Right. Right. Um, so, we were familiar and stuff like that. I introduced him to my uncles and stuff. And, you know, towards the end of 2017, when my previous startup was failing, he just, you know, I was just sort of helping you with product thinking and product mapping and all that stuff. And he's like, yo, bro, like, you understand tech, I understand this real estate thing. Yes. Why don't we just come together? Yes. And build this. And that, that was how it was. Wow. So it wasn't my idea. It's, it's another gentleman's idea.
0: Wow. Um, uh, but it's always the execution, isn't it? Yeah, yes. it's really about the execution. So what position does he hold now? Now point? he's just on the board. He he's just on has a board. Okay, yeah. so you're now, you're still... In the day-to-day. Yeah. And he's decided to retire early. Well, I mean, (laughs) right
1: now, he's still in real estate. He's building something magnificent, 120 units of one, two, three. Because, again, when when we started this and we're building, we started finding out that we didn't have the real estate. There wasn't the real estate for the demand we were seeing coming to us, right? Okay. We're now automatically getting this demand and wait list and then there were no one beds on the market. Mm. There were no two beds on the market. Right. Three and four beds that were in the market were not designed for co sharing. Right. You know, so it's like but this is what our customers want. Mm-hmm. So he's sort of like, yo, I'm gonna leave this to you, but I'm gonna go build what ah,
0: customers are asking for. Very interesting. Right.
1: Um so a lot of people say his his project is too big, but it was very, very um Data driven, okay, so to speak.
0: Yeah, okay, very yeah. interesting. So, I'm I'm curious as well. How difficult has who helps with this journey of making customers understand what could be? And mm. um, I asked that from the perspective of is it in government's incentive to help a technology company like Split?
1: Yeah, it
0: is. Um, I just think that they
1: they don't know how to. And the turnaround times or lead times and getting things done for them is always long. However, we're currently in talks with government, right? To about mainly for me is credit infrastructure. Right. Right. Because everywhere else that you see that monthly rent works there's social trust mm-hmm. and there's credit infrastructure. Mm-hmm. And the social trust is actually achieved because of the infrastructure. Okay. It's not like someone w- w- wakes up today and says, I trust this guy. Yes. No, it's because if this guy fails, yes. I know that the, the law is on my side, mm-hmm. right? That, that's what mm-hmm. that's really mm-hmm. what you know, builds the trust, mm-hmm. right? Or, you know, seals that trust. Mm-hmm. And, and for us, for a country that doesn't really have the best credit infrastructure, mm-hmm. Um, that needs to be fixed. Mm -hmm. Um, so, I mean, we have, because we're a business, Mm -hmm. we have a duty to make customers understand. Mm -hmm. In in our own sense, you know, we're a double-sided platform. There's landlords we're dealing with, Mm -hmm. and there's there's tenants we're dealing with. Mm -hmm. Tenants get it, Mm -hmm. right? Like, tenants get it. Although there's still an education in the sense that most of them don't understand that this thing isn't okay. okay. just what they're used to. Yes. Right. So there's there's us educating them about how they can have freer cash flow if yes. they pay monthly. Yes. Um, they have better financial health if they pay their rent monthly yes. or they pay their bills monthly, yes. uh, or they took credit to do certain things rather than a year at, yeah upfront up front, up front yeah. right as opposed to just dropping cash down yes right on the landlord side mm-hmm. um it's the legalities right mm. so. If you're willing to get a tenant monthly and we secure all the KYC Mm -hmm. and, you know, collections of Mm rents and all of that stuff, Mm -hmm. you on this side would not have to be dealing with a one-year, so I'll give you the law. The Mm -hmm. law, if you rent your house out for one year, Mm -hmm. if the tenant defaults after the year, right, doesn't pay the next year's rent, they would be paying you'd by law, you'll be mandated by law to leave them in that home for six months without paying. So that's, that's you, the law.
0: six months of cash is not paying
1: in rent. And then you could go back to courts and there could be an extension of three months if you don't have a solid case. If the person comes and says, I have not found a home in six months.
0: That's a big incentive for landlords. So that's nine land. months, right? Because yes. how do we educate mm-hmm. yes. the landlord? Yes.
1: Um, so that's where most of the education goes to for us. Okay, right? um, okay, okay
0: because also they are the ones with the property. With, with, with the asset. With right? the asset, yeah. so you need to fill So it's like, we,
1: we want to sweat your assets as much as we would. Yes. You don't want those assets empty, you don't want them underutilized. Yes. Um, this is how we can
0: optimize. Optimize. It's over- a very big part of uh, startups uh, investment, which is under spoken about, the mm. storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, like the video that I saw that Split had done, the the power of a story is I think sometimes people don't see that it translates to transaction. Yes, um so if you can you take me through the journey, the the sort of user journey. Me Jason You're looking for a home. I'm looking for a home and then let's do me Jason I'm a landlord. Okay.
1: Um I start with landlord. Yeah. You're a landlord, you can approach us, yeah I have this home, I want to let it out. Yeah. Right. Our guys will go check it out and you can list it. Most landlords here are 55 and above. Okay. Not necessarily technology savvy. The best technology they're not to use their remote control and their phones, right? So we can assist in the onboarding. The onboarding process is actually clean, right? But some landlords don't want to go through that stress. So onboard the space um, and our job happens on the other side. And then you come, Jason, oh, I want to rent this place go to our platform, you wanna rent a space, um, do you want credit or not? If you okay. don't want credit, you book a viewing, you can actually book a viewing, wow. schedule your viewing, wow. um, someone will be there to take you around. Um, if you like it, you can book it and then the KYC happens. So that's automated. Right. We have like APIs um embedded in there, connected to like um, government databases, financial databases, just to make sure make your credit make yes. sure that you're credible. Yeah. Once we ascertain that, you just get a payment link and you pay. Every subse- subsequent month, we debit you monthly right, okay. automatically. What happens if I default one month? If you default one month, there's a security deposit you are paying in the first month. Okay. Right, we deplete that over seven days. Okay. If if it depletes through the seven days and you don't make the payments then we move to evict. You just get okay. a, an eviction notice. Okay. And then okay. If you're difficult, then lawyers now lawyers have to come. Yeah, in. But right. like, mo- I mean, we've had situations where we've even gone to court, right? And right. again, because it's monthly rent, you can't evict seven days to one month. Yes. That's the law. Yes. Right? Um, I think our job was to come and build that social trust. Very interesting. With infrastructure, right?
0: It There's already so many moving parts mm-hmm. to the platform, and I can imagine when it started, it. It was like a you can't see everything that needs to be built around yeah. uh, right at the beginning. Um, so I wonder what you think your platform or what split will look like. Let's not talk about as an organization, let's look at the product. What do you think it will look like in another two to five years?
1: Yeah, great question. I think it would be cross markets, okay? Right? Uh, we're starting to find out that even though. Some d- developed markets don't have the underlying problem we started out with. They have a different problem we're already solving, mm-hmm. right? Um In some places, call us a digital agency, but we're end-to-end. So most people will say we're a marketplace, but we're a marketplace that ju- it, that's a property management platform, mm. right? Mm. For the landlord and then a rental platform from the tenant. Mm. Through your life cycle, mm-hmm. we're not just saying, Oh, find this home, mm-hmm. then go deal with the agent. No. Help the whole We're, we're helping. Even the, with the credits. With the massive. credits, everything. We're, we're in that life cycle yeah. of your living. Yes. Right? Which is <laughs> one of the most important things in your life, yeah. right? Where you live, how you live, your yeah. shelter. Um, I think it's a product that's needed globally,
0: right? So. Can you say the Dubai bit? <laughs> Dubai, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah Dubai again has the same problem. Yeah, as Nigeria, right? Yeah. Landlords <laughs> collect rents one year, two years, yeah. sometimes you know outrageous number of years. Yeah. Oh. That credit infrastructure doesn't exist. They they sign checks to you know it's. I think that us going into such a market to just make it s- simple for both parties mm-hmm. um, works. Mm-hmm. Um, so Dubai is a very very interesting market mm. that we could be in. Even um, London, like as I was saying earlier, yes, there's monthly rent happening, but like there's no automation of anything. Yeah. I'm looking at the big players, I'm looking at players who are listed. Yes, they don't like you, still don't automate the entire process, mm-hmm. right? Um,
0: we were talking outside about this, it's very legacy based, system, yeah, so, yeah, yeah.
1: legacy based systems, yeah, legacy based systems, agents still have to be. Contacted. I'm sure there's a reason for that, mm-hmm. but I'm also sure that it doesn't have to be the way, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It it could change. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't like to think of us as disruptive. Mm-hmm. I think of splits as um, enabling. Uh, right. Um, yeah. That's how that's how I sort of think think of us. Um, we were, we were in London at a PropTech show earlier this year, and and the guys are from Right Move. Right. Yeah. They kept coming to you know to our store like <laughs> talk to us about this again yeah, like yeah, yeah. you know it's like wow this is interesting yes. right um so yeah you find that there's demand for what you're building yeah. across so i i think two to five years is cross market yeah um we just need to figure it out spending the least amount of dollars that we can to figure that out um across different markets yeah.
0: I think it's also interesting, uh, a few years ago when we saw the big acquisition of Paystack mm-hmm. and Stripe. So you can see international players who want to move into certain markets. Right move aren't silly. I think they're coming to your podium for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the more you put yourself on the map, I think the more yeah. interested they, they will be. Um, I am very curious. I asked you outside what your team size is looking like. I think you said 34 now. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in, to speak a little bit around the toll of leadership. Mm. Um, Yeah, it's a fancy word, but it comes with a lot of sacrifice. And for me, I look at the term leadership or or the concept of leadership is you serve everyone else first and then yourself almost last. Mm. Um, Same goes for payroll. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> if there's no money everyone needs to get paid first and yourself last so how have you adjusted to the role of leadership and also how will you manage the culture as you scale yeah
1: um great question so i think one of the big things for us is i'm, I'm not a big believer in remote work
0: mm. yeah
1: but we are hybrid okay right um and and I believe, because I believe culture is built with touching people, and mm-hmm. uh, feeling people, and mm-hmm. seeing people. I don't want that to, again, the kind of assets we deal with is the physical assets, yes. and I want us to just imbibe that. Um, people who say like, working as Sleet is a very, very like, it's f- cool, that's what I hear, Okay. right? Um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not very, I don't like to be on people's backs. Mm-hmm. Like, get the job done. I'm expecting people to think for yourselves, mm-hmm. kind of. Mm-hmm. I know what my role is. It's two things, right? Inspire them to get the job done, continue to iterate and, you know, communicate what the vision is, and keep us liquid. Those are my two jobs, <laughs> right? My CEO <laughs> ensures that operations day to day are going, right? Everybody else has their own job. I can't do sales for you yes i would do sales in the way that i would do sales fundraising fundraising and, all that stuff yeah. i would do sales sometimes because i know some landlords or p- software i mean real estate builders and yeah. things like that but that's not my job that should not be my job and i i'm very big on that like everybody owning what they do <laughs> right um so i think for us it's communicating from beginning i i say this very interesting quotes um, or two quotes when, when we're hiring someone. Mm. One, we're not a family, so I'm not your dad. I'm not, yeah, we're not a family. You're gonna come in here and feel very comfortable, I promise that, uh, but I'm not, we're not a family. For me, it's like, we're the Bulls team, mm-hmm. the 90s Bulls team, and you know, we have a goal here. Mm-hmm. A common goal that's about to get us six rings. Mm-hmm. Do you want us to get six rings mm-hmm. together? Then let's achieve that goal. Mm. Um, then we'd feel like more of a family, right? We can't talk about anything we want to talk about. But we're not a family. We need Um, that I'm very big on that, yeah. Yeah. Very big on, you know, making that distinction. um, And people just owning what they do. So I, I, I think as we scale, it's just reiterating and reiterating that. And what I've learned is communicating what is in my head to everyone, right? Because I might see the company two years ahead everybody's still here so i i today i i won't start preaching oh we want to go cross markets right yes. we're not executing it now mm-hmm. but this is what's in my head
0: you saved that conversation for investors yes <laughs> save
1: that yeah but i want you guys to know that this is what's in my head Yes. right think about it just yeah. keep thinking about it so the day i drop the bomb and say hey, we're doing this yes then everybody understands that this is he didn't just bring this out of the blue. Yeah. something that we've all been thinking about. Yeah.
0: I think it's very interesting that leadership style of saying upfront, we are not a family, mm-hmm. uh, one of... I follow quite a few of these leaders, like Ray Dalio, who wrote Principles, or I'm really into football, so Alex Ferguson and how he built Manchester United. Yeah, He had a very clear separation of duties and um, he had people who coached, and he himself was a Mm man-manager. And one thing that players all said about Sir Alex Ferguson, they didn't always agree with his decision, but they respected him, and they knew he was trying to do it in the best interest of the company. Mm -hmm. I also think when it comes to firing employees, Mm -hmm. which is unfortunately part of the nature of building something great, if you become very emotionally attached, you won't be able to see Clearly, clearly, yeah. clearly, and I think um, something I've experienced as well. So, mm-hmm. um, very interesting. Um, let me just have a quick look at my notes because there is some one or two things I want to to close with. Um, you, um, you, you also retweeted um, something else, which mm-hmm. I I just want to uh, close with here, which is from someone that I'm very fond of, isn't it? Uh, Naval Ravikant, mm-hmm. um, and you said, uh, well, he said, maybe sometimes we suffer so that we can experience the full range of the human experience. Mm-hmm. I think that's true for the journey that you're taking. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's true for anyone who is kind of pursuing something that's in their heart that the wo- that the world maybe cannot see at this, mm-hmm. at this stage. So what does that quote say to you today?
1: Um, Again, it goes back to the beginning uh, as well. Entrepreneurship is hard. And tech entre- entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. the way it's been designed, is harder, right? Um, but, like, the the, the the difference is that the entrepreneur can see the end of it, or the potential end of it, and, and sometimes we seem like crazy people because we can't stop. We're saying we're suffering, you know, Um, fundraising is hard this is hard the market is down why do you keep going at it right it's because you just see an end from the beginning that you've not gotten to yet Mm. right Um, sometimes that end keeps pushing further Mm. as you approach it and you want to get there Mm. you feel like the world needs to get there Mm -hmm. when WhatsApp was when the guys at WhatsApp were building WhatsApp today we didn't know how much we needed that tool right we didn't know Nobody yeah. knew how important it would be in our communication mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. Right? But they could see that,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, if if we go back how many years to have that conversation with them, everybody was like, what are what you, are you doing? saying, right? Let's um, use SMS. Yeah, so with, with, I always, like, for instance, I, I angel invest as well. And when I find myself saying, why, what is that? Mm. I I have to catch myself and be like, yo, yeah. mm. this guy probably knows something that y- he's he's dreaming of something that you can't see today. Mm-hmm. So that's probably your lack of visioning, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and accept that. Um, so yeah, that suffering, going through that suffering, is for some people important mm. because you can't birth something without suffering. Yeah. Labor is is probably one of the worst things a human being would 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 experience Mm. but the beauty after that is you know unimaginable yes unimaginable Unimaginable. like a whole human being yes comes out of you alive healthy yes right um yeah so it's use that like labor a woman laboring for how many hours to give birth to that kid that's suffering yes we need to go through that she needs to go through that suffering to know the capacity that she has that she has right yeah.
0: um, I know you're a Jay-Z fan and I know you wrote that Push Through the Pain so you can see new life yeah, and yeah, I think yeah, that reminds yeah, me yeah. Tola tell us about your fundraising at the moment so anyone who's listening can get in touch
1: um, we raised a 2.6 million dollar seed round last year um, now we're raising 1.4 million um, I think we have 1 million to go mm-hmm. seed extension okay. right um, we're doing millions of dollars in ARR mm-hmm. um, but we're not at the Series A number yet so we're trying to you know increase our runway to hit that um some of our current investors have put more money in Okay. Um, so yeah that's it and that's really that's really it's about fundraising um i'm actually getting on that journey properly now
0: okay right um yeah all right all the best with that and if yeah. you're listening make sure you get in touch with i'll put all Toller's information in the in the notes and um yeah if you're listening please contact him or contact me. I'll put you in touch with him about fundraising. Um, So yeah, this has been the Prolific Podcast. I hope that you enjoyed that. And as always, thanks, Tola. Um, Be prolific. I hope you enjoyed that. Before you leave, part of ending up in a position like Tola's involves deciding what to work on. My previous episode outlines a four-step framework for doing so with the help of Paul Graham's essay, How to Do Great Work. Also, last week I sent out the 1st one-two-one newsletter, which gives you a little food for thought as you head into your weekend. You get one quote from someone, two thoughts from me, and one question for you to contemplate. Last week's topic was on moving from a one-day-when mindset to a one-day-win mindset. The quote came from Pastor Stephen Furtick, and the question that I had for you was where can you pick up a small win? So sign up so you don't miss out on the next one at katenge.me. Until next time.